This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. This is David Meltzer with Entrepreneurs The Playbook, and do I have a special treat for you. Whether you or not are a Golden State Warrior fan, you have to be a David Kelly fan. He is with Golden State Entertainment, the Chief Business Officer and Chief Legal Officer. You got two recovering lawyers here of the Golden State Warriors, GSE here with me, David Kelly. Welcome to the playbook. My pleasure to be here, David. Thanks for having me. Well, there's so many things that exist in the backdrop of sports today. And back when I was running Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment, we would joke around that everybody told us that their favorite sports movie was Jerry Maguire. And I would tell them, Jerry Maguire is not a sports film. It's a love story with the sports backdrop. Uh, and it's about the entertainment side of what we do and today the content in which we create. And the Golden State Warriors now have a sister company. It specializes in entertainment, music and film, uh, GSE. And that's really where you're hanging your hat in the collaborations that exist in this space. What was it about GSE that excited the Warriors to create a sister company in the first place? Well, so it's, it's funny, you bring up Jerry Maguire. Um, that's a really good example of a way to take something that's not related to sports, typical love story, um, and give it a sports background. And then sometimes you can put sports in the front, in the forefront and have something else be in, be in the background. Um, we've looked at Joe Lagos always talked about what we're creating at the Warriors, not just a sports team, but a sports entertainment media technology company, right? And so we've built Chase Center, we've created um, additional platforms, and we looked at the sort of line between music and sports and realized that there really wasn't much of a line between music and sports. And then we looked at the success of a number of, of films and uh, documentary projects in the sports space, and that there seemed to be ample room to engage in storytelling. Um, in, this, in the sports space. And with the platform we've been able to build the Warriors uh, with the team over the last 10 years, it just really felt like the, the, the right time to kind of jump in and, and see what we can do inside of this content um, with this content vertical. Yeah, it's surprising to me because uh, as we've evolved, you know, most athletes want to be musicians or hip hop stars, DJs, whatever it may be. And of course, most of those stars want to be athletes. Of course. Um, but there became this movement, and you see this in a variety of different teams around the league, where the same thing now holds true. And I'm benefiting from it, by the way, where athletes want to be entrepreneurs and those frustrated, dorky uh, uh, entrepreneurs want to be athletes as well. I think this is the best combination uh, where it's really an entrepreneurial venture but it's based off of a passion that's shared, like you said, a blurred line between entertainment and sports uh, that is getting even more blurred every day. Where do you think the best opportunities are considering uh, this new pursuit in an entrepreneurial entertainment space by using what I consider the team, the players, the organization in the league as a bug light in order to attract opportunity? Right, right. So P Peter always talks about you You want to be a beacon um, and a lightning rod. And so you want to be able to attract things and you also want to be able to, to put your shingle out and, 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 and shine a light. And I think that what we've created as the Warriors, what the NBA has created and really being the center of culture, um, not just in sports, but just in entertainment as well. Like the NBA 
is a is a 365 day uh, a year um, something always happening some some sort of drama happening related to the to the NBA and there's a lot of eyeballs on on, on the things that we do the things that our players do uh, what we can do as a as as a company and so I think that it's really key moment in time right now as the league has grown as players are not getting in, into various different ventures you have so many different players that have their own podcasts and their own entertainment um verticals to look at what we've created as as the warriors and the perspective that we have on things um and our ability to to look at stories and when we're bringing people to games uh we're we're selling things like tickets t-shirts and tequila right um and we're engaging in storytelling but what we're actually doing is engaging in storytelling for those three T's that I just mentioned. What we're trying to do with Golden State Entertainment is engage in storytelling that really goes deeper into the story itself. And so through the story, the stories that we'll, we'll tell, you'll learn more, more about various different players. You'll learn more about the culture that you're already um, engaged in and the connections between sports and music in a deeper way that we, um, that we all experience, but I think we haven't really dug into and unearthed the way that we could. Yeah, and it's amazing. And then in your own personal life, there's a challenge in the entrepreneurial and entertainment space about education. And one of the things I found really fascinating about your journey is, you know, I'm your more typical law student and lawyer where, you know, I had a mom who said, doctor, lawyer, or failure. Uh, <laughs> so I went directly from college as an average division three athlete into the law and then became entrepreneurial. You actually had your own music career. Uh, before you went to law school, I was curious, you know, with the stress of education today and the rethinking of education and uh, let it be said out there because Gary Vaynerchuk and I are very close friends, but I want to be very clear. If you're not investing in yourself with some sort of education, kids out there, you are making a huge mistake. I'm not saying you got to go to college to get educated. Uh, There's certain things you can only learn in college, but or law school or business school, et cetera. But I am the biggest proponent for education, educating people and advancing their lives. But it's very odd that you are a successful musician, you know, label out, performing, and then you decided to go to law school. Uh, what was it in your mind that kind of pushed you towards that type of education from where you were? So, so it's funny. I actually, always had law school in the back of my back of my head. My father is an attorney. Um, he didn't he never practiced law. He's also a CPA. Um, so he was a tax uh, a tax attorney. Exactly. Um, and so he used his law degree, even though he didn't practice. And so I always looked at a law degree as something that they gave you options. And so much about life is creating additional options for yourself. You can be an entrepreneur, you can be a writer, you can be a teacher, you can practice law, any number of things, you can be a business person, any number of things that you can do with a law degree. So it's always was in the back of my mind that it might be something that I that I wanted to pursue. Um, I think the best thing, one of the best things that ever, probably the best thing that ever happened to me was getting married. The other thing, in case my wife is listening to the podcast, the other uh, great thing that happened to me um, early on is I actually dropped out of undergrad and sign a record deal with a company called Wild Pitch Records. And the best thing that happened is that Wild Pitch lost their distribution. And I got a quick education on the business side of, of show business, not the show side of show business. And that I really needed to make sure that I had order of operations, finished my undergraduate degree, um, was, was educated and was protected from the some of the vagaries of, of, of the 
of the business and, and, and things that can happen. And so that was a lesson that I learned pretty early on. Um, and then came out of undergrad, started, as you mentioned, started an independent record label, um, was doing fairly well, uh, not well enough to build the family that I wanted to build, right? Um, so then I went to law school after that, but it was always kind of in the back of my mind that it, that it, that it could create options for me and, and in my case, kind of put me in a different tax bracket than the other uh, starving artist that I uh, that I was. I love it. I love that you realize that money may not buy us love or happiness, but it allows us to shop. And if you're going to get married and keep your wife happy, you better allow everyone to shop for what they think is important. Uh, another thing in similarity besides our name uh, that we have in common is I see you as a bridge. Um, and because of the eclectic background that you had and the unique perspective that you take, uh, you're really bridging a lot of different things. For me, it was technology and sports, which is why Lee Steinberg hired me. And it's also how I wanted to empower uh, a bridge of people, of you know, partnering and representing the Clemente family and Jackie Robinson, of course, partnering with Warren Moon. I wanted to be able to bridge a gap that was created far beyond and before I was involved in sports. And I think we've seen great advancements. I see you as the same kind of sports executive. You're building these bridges that are bringing us closer together, unifying us in an abundant system of thought. Um, number one, do you think of yourself in this way of connectivity as bridging people together? And then two, if so, how do you think you're bridging storytelling, music, entertainment, and sports, or maybe even cultural bridges that you're uh, allowing people to be aware of and finding and appreciating similarities where there's great differences? Yeah, so, so that's a great question. So um, yes, I do I do like to see myself as being a connector, um, as being a bridge. I think so much of my background, um, I had to be that. I was, when I was raised, I was one of the first Black families that moved into the South suburbs of Chicago. And, and so I had to learn who I was, but also get along with so many different people who were not like me. Um, and so I never, I was always able to make connections with people and see other people's perspectives on things without losing my own perspective. Um, one of the reasons that when I went to law school that I decided, so I worked at Capmution Roseman Law Firm in Chicago in the corporate transactional group. And one of the reasons I wanted to go into corporate is because I wanted to be about creating consensus, creating deals, um, looking for the win-win for my client and for um, whoever's on the, on, on the other side and not just viewing um, disagreements as a zero-sum game. Um, disagreements are an opportunity for people to, 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 to find some way to get something that we're trying to do, something that you're trying to do, and create something bigger that we can all benefit from a larger pie. Um, and I think that's just my background, my, um, the way I was raised is, is created that sort of uh, mindset for me, that that's what the purpose of life is really to do is to try to be a connector between various different groups and various different people and try to find some purpose in that in, in, in my um in my in my work as a lawyer and been able to do that at the Warriors like so much of what we do as a sports team I mean you know this from the, from the sports industry like people view the Golden State Warriors as a community asset this is not just a a, a corporation this is something that everyone feels like when we win a game we won the game everyone says we won um, when Apple creates an iPhone, no one says we created an iPhone. So it's a very different sort of, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a different 
viewpoint that people have. Um, and so you have to be about connecting, you have to be about um, being uh, uh, building bridges uh, between people in order to work and succeed in the sports industry. And then how that relates to what we're doing with um, Golden State Entertainment. When I was a young kid, there was a, probably one thing I was good at, and that was writing, probably still the one thing that I'm good at. Um, and a few things that I really loved, sports, specifically basketball, music, um, entertainment. And so much of my life has been about trying to bring all of these different, those various interests that I have into some sort of an alignment and connecting, finding the connection within myself where I can have a job where I'm pursuing, using my writing skills to pursue creative ventures, pursue content ventures, pursue sports, um, I mean, pursue, pursue music and in a sports context. And that's what I've been able to, um, the Golden State Entertainment allows me to, the ability to, to pursue that in a way that, that, that hopefully is additive to the larger Golden State Warrior um, and NBA brand. You're doing a great job at that. And that paradigm shift from a zero sum game, which ironically most law schools truly promote, understanding negotiation trade, what we call quid pro quo in the zero sum world, it's so great to see a young executive like yourself that takes this abundant, more than enough philosophy of adding value and a value add where nobody needs to lose, that we can just keep expanding and aggregating, compounding the exponentiality of the outcomes to accelerate to a better place, a better position for everyone. Um, as I finish up, up uh, with that mindset, one thing holds true in sports and entertainment as it does in technology, and that is most of the jobs that exist today haven't even been created five years from now. And right. I see that, especially in sports and entertainment. I'm working with the NFL in Germany and, you know, the processing speed was fast enough. They would have sold out in, you know, three minutes instead of 16, uh, you know, three million tickets or whatever for the NFL game. So the world and globalization of sports entertainment uh, is far beyond, I think, human capacity to know the size and scale of um, knowing that we don't know what we don't know and where this is all going, and also being aware of the potential that you have to create great impact and change through the emotional attachment of sports and entertainment and music. Uh, where do you see yourself and GSE five years from now? Wow. So where do we, where, there's so much in that, in that question. Um, on a just a basic level, I would say we should be creating three to four film projects per year, have a number of artists who are um, signed to our label and be a profitable venture, right? I mean, that's that, that's basic. Um, much deeper than that is consistent with what we're trying to do as the Golden State Warriors. And, and it's to understand that everyone is seeking some connectedness um, and experience um, and joy. And so much of our basketball team, the way they play is with joy. People come together at our games. Um, it's like a campfire, um, sort of, sort of a, I'm, I'm channeling again, my inner Peter Guber who talks about this campfire that, that, that brings people together. And that's, what we've been able to create and just attach ourselves to, um, as the Golden State Warriors, um, this, this need for people to, to, to be connected. Um, and I think with Golden State Entertainment, we need to be in the content space, in the storytelling space, 
continuing that those themes of interconnectedness, experience, and joy with the projects that, that, that we're involved in. Um, I think that that needs to be aligned with what it is that we've been able to build as the Golden State Warriors and with Chase Center. And so as, as, as we're able to have our three or four projects and be a, um, a, a commercially successful venture, tapping into those larger themes um, is very important as well. Yeah, and what I see in the evolution, I'm a little bit older than you and have seen Golden State Warriors and now GSC really take hold of something that I think will provide a lifetime of people uh, that will buy from you and sell for you, uh, which will create that stability and longevity that Apple has provided. They have a com amazing community, just like Golden State Warriors of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other. And if we do that, we will unify each other with this abundant system of thought. And it's great to know that we have young leaders like you that have the right mindset, but also the right heart set and you're willing to do the work. Trust me, if uh, you graduated law school and done all the things you do, willing to do the work in a consistent, persistent manner. David Kelly, uh, you make me proud to have the playbook and to be able to share on my platform your playbook to success, happiness, and abundance. Keep up the great work. Promise me you'll come on more of my shows. Promise me we'll get together and uh, hopefully someday watch a game or a movie together uh, from GSE. That's David Kelly joining me here on Entrepreneurs, the Playbook.